Welcome to the For the Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready, because this is for you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the For The Girl podcast. Mac and Ken's here. Hello. We're so excited about our first type episode. Yes. Today is so exciting because we are diving in to the romantic. What a fun first one. I know. We're talking all about love and all things romance. I can't wait. And today we have one of our friends, Christina Reed. And so Christina actually came to us because she was an intern here at Delight. And um, she worked as a social media intern, as the story intern one time. And there are so many days where I can just picture Tina sitting on the floor in my office telling me about her love life. (laughs) Yeah, she is queen of that. She, she falls in and out of love like nobody I've ever seen. Seriously. And Christina goes to Belmont. She's actually a senior at Belmont University where Ken's and I went to college. And she is seriously the queen of Belmont, like Miss Popular through and through. Yeah. If you're a college girl, you probably know the girl who um, was the leader at freshman orientation. She's at every fair, runs her sorority, every witch thing. Well, that's Christina. Seriously. She's full of passion. She's full of energy and you guys are going to have so much fun getting to know her and hearing a little bit about her dating life. We're so excited. But before that, we want to tell you a little bit more about the romantic. The romantic is the girl who's most likely to spend her Saturday nights watching rom-coms, pinning wedding dresses, and stalking her current crush on all social media channels. She's probably still reminiscing about her high school boyfriend from six years ago and still brings him up on a fairly regular basis. The romantic wants a storybook romance that her mom and dad had that she saw in the movies, read in the books, and she'll stop at nothing to get it. To put it simply, the romantic is the girl who loves a love. She loves to talk about boys. She wants all the deets on her friend's latest crush and will ask a stranger about their dating history probably within the first five minutes. Most likely, she's been in quite a few relationships herself and she falls for guys fairly easily. She's typically far more caught up in the love story than the actual relationship itself. The reality of the romantic's heart is that her constant need for affirmation from guys often keeps her from stepping into the fullness of God's plan for her. She wants to create a love story for herself and struggles giving up the control. When she looks around at the love stories around her, she often doubts God's plan for her own. So there are a few tendencies that really mark a romantic. The first is that she falls easily in and out of relationships. So this really means that she just has a lot of new crushes all the time. One day she loves them, one day she hates them. She loves love and will go anywhere to get it. Next up, the romantic tends to let her feelings mature faster than the relationship does. This might mean that she's two weeks into a relationship and she's already head over heels in love, or maybe she's just three months in and she's already thinking about marriage. She just goes a little bit quicker than maybe what's a healthy way to approach relationships. 
The next is that she lets her imagination create false realities. So this really means that she can get into a relationship and think one way when in reality, it really might not look that way. She just lets her emotions get the best of her and creates like unrealistic scenarios. Next up, the romantic feels restless in her singleness. Singleness feels like a prison to her. She's just waiting for her next love story, waiting for her next crush to happen. So oftentimes she'll do anything in her power to avoid singleness. The last is that she lets relationships distract her from her purpose. So this is really huge um, and a really big tendency to know as romantic. Um, Oftentimes God can have a purpose for your life, direction for your life, but you let relationships take the front seat. Yeah, so that's all the tendencies for the romantic. We're going to dive into so much more with our talk with Christina. We're so excited. So let's do this. Yay. Hey, Tina. Hi. We're so excited to be talking all about your dating life today. Oh, my goodness. This is so fun. Yeah. The amount of times that Tina sat in my office and told me about her dating life. So (laughs) I'm glad we've invited the rest of the world into these. This is so good. Okay, well, Tina just like walked in screaming about her latest boy crush. We told her to save the story from when we were on this podcast. So, Tina. We're dying to know what is going on. Okay, let me tell you. So basically, um, I feel like I've scouted out every eligible bachelor in my school. Um, There's just really (laughs) not very many. Um, And so I always get surprised when there's a new cute boy in my class. And so this semester, one of my classes, there's this boy. And I was like, oh my gosh, he is so cute. I knew his first name, um, found his last name by looking through a very large email that was sent to everybody in my specific major or like college and (laughs) how many people were on that email I mean like over a hundred oh wow Um, so I found his last name and then found out he didn't have social media so that investigation came to a screeching halt um (laughs) however we were always like vibing in class like whenever we like we're talking about the books we read or the ideas or topics like we were always on the same page and I would always tell my roommates about him and then finally, today. Wait, I, this is crazy. I this was is. like, today is the day I'm going to ask him like if he just like wants to get coffee. And the most we have ever talked is during class and group discussion. So I don't know what came up for me. But I followed him out of the classroom. Um, no. <laughs> and came up behind him and I was like, hey. I said his name, but I'm not going to say it here. But I was like, hey. like, And he's like, Hi. Or, no, he didn't say hi. He said, oh, hey, what's up? And I was like, hey, I, this may be kind of creepy, but I was like, I always like love what you have to say to, in class. And like, I was Ooh, just good wondering. Good line. Good yeah, line. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, good work. Because, uh, you know, we talk about deep stuff in this class. And, yeah. and we were always on the same page. And I could tell, like, he knew we were vibing. So I was like, would you like want to get coffee or something? Like, there's just some things like I'd love to like talk to you about and like ask you about. And he was like, yeah, for sure. Like, that would be awesome. So he gave me his number. And then he was like, honestly, we could do it anytime, like, even like this weekend. And I was like, oh, the weekend like I thought for sure it'd be like a weekday but the weekend like that's casual time that's weekend. Weekend. choose what you want to do so I was like oh my gosh so then 
I texted him and I turned the coffee into dinner on Friday night. So I told him that what? I was only free on Friday after six or which is true. That's true. Or Saturday at three. And he was like, honestly, I can do either of those. And I was like, OK, so he for sure. Like, you know, if he thought dinner was weird, he would have like. Just yeah, he would have said he was free both times. So I said that I actually had somewhere to be on four at four on Saturday, which was a lie. Um, So dinner was better. Um, what so in the world? So you asked this guy out on a dinner date pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. I, well, I, I technically asked him on a coffee date to talk about class. Um, oh, but then I later turned it into unquote. But this he's been so hilarious. cool about it. He literally said, heck yeah. Um, oh, heck text. yeah. That's wow. exciting. This makes me sound kind of like crazy and manipulative. No. But I think I love him. And my last name sounds, I mean, my first name sounds really good with his last name. And I think we're going to get married. This oh. is amazing. And can you tell why we chose to bring... <laughs> Tina on for the romantic episode. Seriously, when you walked into the office screaming about this new boy that I think I probably hung out with you, what, like two weeks ago? Never heard of this boy before. And now she's in love with this new boy. I mean, and they're getting married. And we're getting married. So their last names work well together. You're all invited. I love it. We'll be there. Yes, we will. So before we kind of dive into more about the romantic and kind of address all of those things, we want to hear a little bit about your dating history. What's your dating history look like? Like Tina. Okay, my dating history. So I dated a lot in high school. Um, I like my when I first boyfriend, first kiss. I was fourteen. He was the worst ever. Um, but you know, it ha- like everyone hated him, and they were like, "He's the worst." And I was like, "No, like, ah, he's amazing." You know, <laughs> um, but he very clearly wasn't. And then I dated another boy my sophomore year of high school and he was like fine he was nice um and then I dated another boy my junior year and he was the worst he went to like the all boys like school in where I'm from (laughs) and was on the baseball team and just like loved being a player and I was like no like I know his heart um and then another boy my senior year so I basically had a boyfriend like every year of high school and then like things in between I just like constantly like wanted a boy like in Mm -hmm. my life um was always like on the chase and then since being in college um I didn't date a lot I had one college boyfriend but besides that I feel like college has been the time that I've invested in female or friendships more Mm. so so and had guy friends I think for the first time that I'm not like ooh, like I'm gonna date you eventually like in high school was always like a means to an end (laughs) <laughs> which is horrible. Um, <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> that's amazing. Would you say you fall in and out of love pretty easily? Oh, yes. I mean, I still do. I mean, hello, this boy. Like, yeah. I'm in love with him. <laughs> and I'm sure if dinner doesn't go well next week, there will be a new boy I'm in love with for a day. Mm-hmm. Happens all the time. That's amazing. Wow. How exciting. It sounds really exciting to love your life. <laughs> yeah. A little emotionally turbulent, I would yes. say. But no, yeah. it's so fun being friends with Tina. There's always a new story to hear, which oh I love. But I want to hear a little bit, just like taking it a little bit deeper. What do you think, like, why is it that you're so drawn to like these fun, epic, amazing love stories? Like what in it in you is so drawn to wanting to have like a new crush and all of that that really keeps you driving on that yeah I don't know I my whole life I've always been into the fairy tales and the rom-coms and a Cinderella story with Hilary Duff was <laughs> my favorite movie for yes. so long um <laughs> I've always been like a pretty emotional girly um and I get caught up in my emotions really fast and I think I feel every emotion really big and so I Mm. want everything else in my life to be like really grand and epic and I think I kind of 
have struggled with this warped perspective that my love story is like the biggest story I could ever tell Mm. and so therefore I want it to be the grandest most epic story I have so that I can tell people and I can write about it and whatever and like this is my like beautiful epic love story and um yeah I think I've just I kind of idealized it my whole life yeah why do you think you have like as a romantic you you I think you want like your relationships to appear so amazing on the outside but sometimes in the inside like the reality of relationships and walking through it can be a little bit tougher. Why do you feel like you you are like you want everybody to see your relationships as so great? You want everybody to be a part of the story. Like where does that come from? Where does it stem from? Um I think part of the way I feel emotions so deeply and express myself so um just kind of everything is on my face all the time in my body like out like screaming whatever um I feel I I like being the center of attention that if I have a relationship in my life I want people to know and I think in a way like I feel like I am proving my worth to people by showing them like, look, I have this person who loves me Mm -hmm. and here's how they love me. And this is what they do. And I'm definitely the girl who like posts about it on Instagram and like crafts the caption to make it cute and can literally find myself thinking if I were a single girl reading this, like what would make me like swoon and want that? And I've been in relationships that have not been like what I like make them out to be on social media for before for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I like what you said about proving your worth. Like, yeah. that's just such a real thing. Not only as like a romantic, of course, but I think that's what relationships do. They like mm. make us feel worthy. They make mm-hmm. us feel loved. And um, I think that's really true. It should never be the driving force of why we're in relationships, yeah. but mm. it often is. Yeah, um, and I think it's, um, I think one of the, the interesting things about the romantic is you truly do probably like find your most value or like your best days or when you're like in a relationship and it's the start of a relationship and it's so fun and it's so great. And so like when have been moments in your life when like you really felt or like you really felt like you were getting your value from relationships and it kind of left you feeling empty at the end of the day? Um, yeah, I feel like in high school it was very much a pattern of that was very exemplified in the way that I was so in and out of relationships so quickly. I couldn't stand to not have someone to talk to, to constantly verify my worth. I like can look back on journal entries and see like writing, like saying that I wanted someone to tell me that they miss me, that they love me, that they need me. Um, and I think as I've grown in college, I've been more aware of those kinds of things, but I've still found myself in relationships where I, I'm trying to find my value in that person. And it ends up being that I'm looking for, I have these unrealistic expectations for that person, these expectations Mm -hmm. that um, they're going to be like what is in the movies or what my friend's boyfriends are doing. So even even if my friend's boyfriends mess up all the time and I know that and like we all mess up, Mm -hmm. but if like my friend's boyfriend were to do something like whatever, like super special, I would immediately compare it to my own relationship or something like that. And I always just end up feeling mad at them, mad at myself, frustrated, frustrated with God. But also I tend to hold my cards close when I'm in a relationship. When it comes to my time with the Lord, I almost get scared to like lay that down because I'm worried he's going to take it away from me or Mm -hmm. try to write a story that doesn't look like what I want the story Mm -hmm. to look like. Yeah. Yeah, totally. 
That's really real. That's probably really true. I feel like you're like, God, like I have these like grandiose dreams for my love story. Like it's going to look this way. It's going to like be so amazing, so romantic. And you probably, do you ever fear that like God doesn't have that for you? Yeah, for sure. I don't spend a lot of time thinking about it because I'm like, no, there has to be someone out there. Yeah. But, and I think that also points to even when I'm single, I have a hard time. I don't really think about, I don't offer my relationship or my like that whole section of my heart to the Lord, even when I'm single, I have trouble doing that because I'm worried about what that will look like as well. Um, Yeah, I think it's definitely um, one of the places that I'm quick to hold close when it comes to Mm -hmm. like talking with the Lord about things. And I've recognized that in myself since high school. Wow. Mm -hmm. That is really cool. I think that's awesome that you can admit the fact that like even when Mm. you're in a relationship, you kind of find yourself protecting. You're almost like mama bear of your relationship (laughs) because you don't want God to like point out maybe the not so great parts of it or or things like that. And I think that that's like such a mark of a romantic. And I think another mark is the romantic is typically the one. And I think you are really just (laughs) proving yourself to be the romantic by you running in and saying you're in love with this new boy from your class. But one of the romantics like tendencies, like big tendencies is this like ability to kind of like rush ahead and feelings Mm -hmm. and feel really deeply. And I've already written this story in your head before like the relationship even closely progresses to getting there. And so like maybe like when have you done that in your life and and what's kind of some of the repercussions of that? Give us a little like story. Maybe a good story time of Tina story time. Tina Tina time. We had a little story before I guess, but we want to hear another. Um, let me, I mean, I definitely do that all the time. I, for Mm -hmm. sure, my feelings advance way faster than the relationship does. And I don't even think that those feelings are like, I don't want to like discredit feelings, but not necessarily real. Like they're just, I can conjure that up in myself because I want it so badly. And because I'm writing this story, I'm falling in love with the story and not the person. And that creates a huge disconnect when there's conflict or when, um, they want to do something that just, I guess, conflict in general and, um, just moving forward in a relationship there's a kind of a disconnect when I'm not in love with that person, but in love with the story I've written. I think, mm-hmm. um, for, I think in my most recent relationship, it was really, I very much wrote a story in my head of what that was going to look like over the next few years and into forever. Like I do with everyone, mm-hmm. with every relationship. But, um, I think this one I really got tied to and, like and I tend to like fantasize and dramatize things all the time but just thinking about um specific details and things and when that relationship came to an end it has taken it took a long time for me to let go it was harder for me to let go of this for the story than it was like the person even um like I could totally see that with um when I would get upset about something like with that with him it would be related to someone reminding me of like something in the future that we won't get to do together or like something Mm -hmm. someone saying something about something from our our relationship or somebody asking about it like wanting to know like the story and maybe realizing like oh like I have to start like severing that like and placing that apart from like my heart and letting that go because that wasn't I was just in love with the story and um I think 
when you're falling in love with the story, you're not really being vulnerable with that. Per- there was ways that I was putting up walls and, mm-hmm. and not allowing other the other person relationship to like break down their walls because I was too busy writing this story for both of us to play our parts in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I there's just a number of issues that I think come in with that when that happens. Yeah. Totally. Totally. That's good. That's so insightful. Like, mm-hmm. that's crazy that you recognize that and how real that can play out too and can be so dangerous. Like, I mean, that's a huge part. I always think about like, um, God, like literally every day is so important. He says like, don't even worry about tomorrow, yeah. you know, and it's just so true and relevant in this situation too. Like you literally have no idea what the future is going to hold. Right. And like, you can really only take it day by day. And yeah. there's so much to learn in the day by day. And like for you to recognize that and be like, okay, like the next relationship, I want to like see him for who he is and take it day yeah. by day as hard as that might be. It'd be like such a healthy way to approach it. Yeah. yeah so good. I just just thinking too, you know, one of the Christian cliches when it comes to dating is guard your heart. Right. And you hear it tossed around all the time and you're like, I'm sure even as romantic, you're like, oh, so annoying. Like guard your heart. I want to guard my heart. And, but I think there's something to be said about that of like being able to kind of get smart about how you protect your heart when it comes to Mm -hmm. like new people that you're talking to or you're interested or even if you're dating somebody and you've jumped ahead like Mm. two years to marriage and and kids and all that and that whole story and then oftentimes like when it ends or it doesn't go the way you thought it was going to be you're kind of left with the repercussions of putting your whole heart into something and so like how do you find yourself in this season like truly trying to like put your heart into God's hands rather than like person after person. Okay. Well, first I wanted to say what you said sparked in my head. I think at least for me, and I think really it's probably a romantic tendency is that I'm like really looking for intimacy. Mm-hmm. And instead of looking for intimacy with the Lord, I will look for that in a boy. And I think a way that I try to rush that intimacy is by sharing like vulnerable things about my life and my story too soon, which then, cause I want to like create that intimacy, but that's not if I'm doing that in a manipulative way to like bring him in closer to make me feel more emotionally attached to him, then that's not a truthful way to enter into a relationship. And I think Mm. that like those problems start early on when you do that. I think intimacy is just a really big thing that I have desired in my life. And in high school, I didn't really know to call it that. But now I know like I just like want that emotional intimacy with Mm. a boy. It's so good. Um, Yeah. And when you get that into it that quickly, that can be the hardest thing to sever when you go through a breakup. Um, so yeah, I want to say that. And then two, yeah, placing my heart, my heart in the Lord's hand in this season. Um, that I, that's, that's hard thing to do during a breakup too, or like right after a breakup, especially because you know, you and the other person are still feeling like you miss each other. So it gets, it can be easy to make the conscious decision to like, not some time with the Lord and instead just like text them and you get that momentary satisfaction, but that does not last for very long at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so a big thing for me is having my girls who hold me accountable, who guard my heart when I don't, um, cause I'm not good at doing that. And like, maybe it is such a cliche, but it's so important. I think for the romantic, especially like it's something that we really have to take seriously. Yeah. Um, but having girls that hold me accountable in that um, and scheduling in time to just like be with the Lord and be intimate with the Lord, not just like, like reading the word and writing and like journaling to him, but 
even finding time to just like sit in silence and maybe like to say the same phrase or the same uh, the same prayer like over and over again to that's when I feel like the most intimate with the Lord in those moments of quiet and I hate being alone and I'm not mm-hmm. going to generalize that to romantics but that's a me as a person I just like hate being by myself um which I think is totally the enemy like working against me in that like the mm-hmm. one thing that really makes me feel the most intimate to to the Lord who is the per- who is the only person that I'm going to feel that true intimacy with, like not even my husband, like I'll feel more intimate with the Lord forever than I will my husband. Even the one thing that will get me there is like the one thing that I like makes Mm -hmm. me, I hate the most, which is being by myself. And so forcing Mm -hmm. that time, like making myself take that time, even just like five minutes a day to just sit and, um, just like ask the Lord to be there with me. Um, I feel like I more and more, the more consistently I do that, the closer I feel him throughout the day. Um, And it's easier for me to make those conscious decisions to guard my heart. And another thing is I will, if I'm about to make a decision that I I can recognize that is for momentary satisfaction, I'll try to force myself to look a couple hours in advance or like the next day and think like, how I'm going to feel about it in a couple hours like for and look back on times before when I've chosen to make that decision and immediately after been like I didn't need to do that or like I feel worse than I did before and be able to look at it and know like I don't need this and instead like call a girlfriend or something like that yeah so yeah so good such practical advice and I love that thought of intimacy to know that like if the romantic's truly chasing intimacy um that like what's standing in the way is that like time with the Lord and mm-hmm. which you fear, but that like that chase for intimacy with him really will fill that void of intimacy, like yeah. in your life. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I've just never even heard that before. That was so good. I really liked mm-hmm. that. Yeah. When you're speaking about like sitting alone in silence with God and building that intimacy, I thought of you just like truly building confidence in yourself and in this like mm-hmm. single season, yeah. you know, cause I think as romantic, like, you probably just don't have much confidence in your Mm -hmm. singleness. And so for you to just sit alone with the Lord in silence, like builds that. And that's like just so, so needed and so good. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. I want to (laughs) know for you um, walking in your day to day, just every day as Tina and as a romantic, um, what if like you could just be really intentional about your thought life? Like what would you remind yourself like on a day-to-day basis? Like what would you be telling yourself in your mind, like repeating over and over again? Um, yeah. Oh man. So many things. I think the first thing that comes to mind is, um, just that my worth is not in how other people love me. Mm. Um, because I'm already loved by, the creator and by, um, yeah, by the Lord. And I, whether or not someone loves me or whether or not they choose to show it in an extravagant way that doesn't change my worth or how much I'm loved. Um, and that I don't need to prove to people how much I love them by doing extravagant things. And then later like feeling upset when they don't return them because not everybody shows love like that. Um, But I think the biggest thing is just knowing that my worth is not in how other people love me. Yeah. 
That's yeah. so good. So such good. a good reminder. I know. Such a good reminder for everybody and especially for romantics. Okay. So one thing that I think is really, really interesting is this idea of praying for your future husband. <laughs> and um, so I want to know, like, what does that part of your prayer life look like? You can be totally honest yeah. about it, but <laughs> just like love to know. I think it says so much and, and maybe even like how you want to grow in that and where you see yeah. God calling you in that area. Yeah, I don't do that. Um, <laughs> in high school, I like, tried to start doing it. Like One of the times when I like broke up with a boy and was like, I'm going to, like, I read that quote in high school. I think it's like Max Lucado or something that it's like, um, a girl's heart should be so hidden in the Lord that a man has to seek him just to find her or whatever. And I was, I mean, not that that's not a great quote, but like, um, <laughs> yeah, that's a as a quote. romantic, you would remember. Yeah, that. yeah like, for sure. Oh. remember that. Um, and I, um, oh, I've honestly, this is kind of off topic, but in middle school, I read somewhere, I don't remember where, but I read somewhere like of a character description about someone like in a play that it's like the girl who loves love. And I was like, oh, oh my God, that is me. Like, I love love. So I'm identified, and it's in the character description for romantic, and I'm like, I've held on to those words for so long. But anyway, so yeah. I read that quote about hiding in God's heart, whatever, in high school, and it was one of the times I, like, broke up with a boy, and um, and that's an interesting thing, too, is every time, I've always been the breaker-upper. I've never been broken up with. <laughs> not that I've been, not, I'm <laughs> not, like, that. proud of that. It's just interesting because being the person, I'm, like, going 17 different ways right now. But being the person who wants to be in a relationship so bad, I find myself in relationships making them out to be something they're not and being so, like, not content. And that gets exhausting mm. after a while, and I'm pushed to a point where the Lord is, like, shaking me. And it's like, I'm right here. What are you doing? Yeah. And then I end it. So it's just interesting that even though I want that so bad, those relationships that I get in just because like I want the love story, I always end up like not fulfilling what I'm because the only person or the only thing that can fulfill that is the Lord. But to answer your question, I've gone like a million different ways (laughs) is I tried to start doing that in high school because I was like, I'm going to wait for him, like whatever. And I got bored after like three nights because I just found myself saying the same thing over and over again, Um, like the same prayer. I was like, what do I say now? Um, (laughs) And I've done it a couple times in college. I think one thing I thought it had to be, I guess there's no rules for it, but in high school I had this, um, there was this girl who went to my church who actually wrote a book about doing that. It's like kind of famous now. I forget what it's called, but I tried to follow her guidelines and it made you write it every day, but it wasn't, I just like couldn't keep up with it every day. So in college I... I've done it a couple times and it's been good for me to not like put pressure on it to be like, I journal, like write him every day. Um, cause also I don't want to be thinking about it every day. I think mm-hmm. as romantic for me, it's kind of unhealthy to like every night for me to be like, now I'm going to pay for my future husband. Like I feel like that and makes me idolize it almost. And mm-hmm. I don't want to do that either. So mm-hmm. if I just feel like it's on my heart, like I'll maybe like pray in my journal or like in a, if I'm just like praying out loud, like or in my head or whatever, I'll say mm-hmm. something, but it's not something that I intentionally set time apart for. And I think that that's healthier for me at least because I will just end up turning that into an idol. And, um, and I'll like, you know, if I meet a boy, I'll go back and be like, you know, where were you on February 2nd, 2018? Like, is this, is what I prayed about? And like, <laughs> did you do this? You know, like I'll get like crazy about it. So I don't, I don't do it unless I really feel like it's on my heart, but I think it's a great thing. I think it's so cute when girls like 
give their fiancés, like, the book with all their letters or, like, prayers. Yeah, it's a great story. Exactly. (laughs) Like, I want to have that story and be like, oh, my God. But, yeah, I I don't have the discipline, really, truly. So Yeah, totally, totally. I get that. As you were describing that, I was thinking about – I, I just so believe that God has like the best story for you. Like, (laughs) like the, probably the, and for all the romantics, it's truly like God. And we've heard this a million times, but God knows your desires. Like he knows what you want, not only in a man, but he also probably just has like an epic story in mind. And so, um, yeah, by you not manipulating that and like writing it down in your journal every night, I think you're leaving room for him to work in like a way that he's going to, that's like going to be so beautiful and so amazing. So, so good. I can't wait to hear about it later. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Me too. And okay. So one last final question that we have for you. Um, and it's kind of our wrap up question that we're asking everybody and we want to know how in your life right here and right now, are you preparing for your future love story? Oh, um, yeah, I think a way that I'm how I'm preparing for my future love story right here, right now, um, <laughs> is I'm really trying to fall in love with Jesus. Like I'm like in a way that I have in a, in a, it sounds weird, but a romantic way, but mm-hmm. like a way where I feel like swept off my feet and enchanted and obsessed the way I do with this boy that I followed out of class today. You know, like I can't yeah. wait to spend time with him. I, um, crave time with the Lord. I want to sit in his presence forever. I want, I know that that's accessible and I know that that's what the Lord wants like is so willing, it's already ready to give me. Um, I think it just takes me um, like responding and choosing to set aside that time. And I'm trying to set aside time for intentional prayers for that, for the desire to be in his presence, to feel that overwhelming love that um, reminds me of my worth, that makes me feel confident in who I am in Jesus and not in how other people love me or don't love me. And um, yeah, I think my prayer life has been a really recently centered around wanting to feel um, that overwhelming, all-consuming yeah. love um, and feeling that intimacy with the Lord. Oh, I love that. I had like this picture in my head of you like chasing after the Lord after class and being like, <laughs> Lord, will you go to cop dinner? Day. Can we get dinner together? Yeah. <laughs> like that's a Friday so, night. Yeah, Friday night. And that's so cool to, to think about. Like we in relationships and dating, like we're so quick to give our time, our thoughts, our energy, our attention mm. to like anything yeah. and to anybody. Yeah. And I feel like God is just up there like and he's just saying, what about me? Like give that attention to mm-hmm. me, like give those thoughts to me, give your Friday night to me or whatever it is. And I love that. Like, that's kind of what God's calling you to. He's calling you to like pursue him the way you would a relationship. And he's calling you to intimacy and those two things that you're so seeking or, and maybe in the past have sought the relationships mm-hmm. he's calling for you to do those with him. Yeah. And what an exciting time that is. And just what, how encouraging that probably is to so many other women and just that challenge to seek him in that new fresh 
romantic way. I yeah. love that. I think that's so good. And we learned so much from you about the romantic today. <laughs> I think all the other romantics did too. They're I like, so. amen, amen, and amen. Also, we're all going to be dying to know what happens with oh this my boy. Gosh. Don't you think? What like, a great yes. story. If we what a great get story. married and then I'm like, here's a podcast wow. on the day that I asked you to copy. So wow. Wow. A time capsule. We're going there. We're going there. <laughs> Well, Tina, you're the best ever. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, y'all are the best. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of For the Girl. If you want to know more about discovering your dating personality or the how to prepare for your future love story book, go to www.delightministries.com slash for the girl. If you're in college and looking for a Christ-centered community on your campus, go to www.delightministries.com slash delight chapters to join or start a delight chapter on your campus. Special thanks to our executive producer, Sam Gidley, for making this episode happen and for listening to all things for the girl. See See you next week. week.